0: Performance on Demand Podcast. It... One, two, three, let's go! Welcome to Performance on Demand Podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength.
1: Everything you need and want
0: to know in one place. Welcome back to Performance On Demand Podcast. I am your host, Greg Willard, along with... Me. Who are you?
1: Can you see that picture?
0: Let's see. Oh, gosh. What the hell is that? What did you just do?
1: I uh, just did a screenshot of the <laughs> screen grab I did of you acting like yourself.
0: So. Oh. Um, welcome back. Welcome back.
1: For the very first time. Number yeah. 60. We made it to another even number.
0: Is this number 60? Jeez, it okay. is number 60.
1: If you don't count a couple of the smaller, hey, we're backs type of ones, a yeah, we're number those. 60.
0: Um, so, um, so what are we
1: talking to- about today? What's What's on the agenda?
0: Um. You know, I don't know. I was just kind of bored. I thought I'd call you and uh, see what was going on in your world. I'll, I mean, wait a minute. Was was this about? Was this a podcast? Are you recording this? I thought this was just about us. Are we, are we live now? I thought we, I thought this was just this a fam- I thought this was a family call.
1: <laughs> is this is this thing on? Anybody so, out there?
0: So essentially, what we're um, I guess going we'll to talk about is don't call it a comeback.
1: I thought you had that soundtrack.
0: Well, I did, but we're having technical difficulties. The technical
1: guy—I know
0: it was too. The technical guy can't get the technology working, so forget it. Who is that?
1: Is that uh, Ice Cube? Don't call it a comeback.
0: Uh, I think so.
1: I think it's Ice Cube. That's why you got the hood up representing. Yeah. So what we're chatting about is "Don't Call It a Comeback" because it's uh, not a comeback. It's not a comeback. This is this is a very important one that actually. Uh, was viewer or listener, viewer, whatever submitted. Uh, somebody cared enough to say, Hey guys, I want to hear your thoughts on this, and we perfect, let's do it. So, that's exactly, I mean, we may not need to say anything else other than what Craig just said. It's not a comeback, right? And that's why they say that don't call it a comeback. And it's now people make a joke of it, but you know, if you've ever if you've ever been just in a tough spot, not necessarily injured, but we'll talk about injury specifically for sport, but if you've ever been in a tough spot, there you go. Craig, say something so they can see it. Says. <laughs> a giant cup shut the fuck up. That's what you need to do. Don't call it a comeback. Um, so often it's easy to, and it's just, this is probably going to go in this direction, but it's easy to think of it as a comeback. Think of it as a negative twist on the rebuilding process. Yes. Right? So go ahead, Craig. I know you like that. No,
0: that's it. That's exactly. You know, we just had this last podcast. We're talking about negative. Quit being an asshole. Quit. Quit. Don't be an asshole. I mean, you know, people start things and, and pause and start them up again. But, you know, it's just, it's always, here's the thing. When you, crawl, when you come to a bridge, you walk across the bridge and you have, Every step, you have a new piece of ground, a new place that you haven't been. And it's a new situation. Every step, every position, every second is a new situation. And if you if you treat that situation in a negative manner, then your results are going to validate that. And so what do we have? We have an injury maybe. We have uh family, accident. family emergencies. We have an accident. We have, uh, you know, it, it's that time of year where there's a lot of things going on around the house. You've got to get, you know, the first time you have to mow, uh, in Kentucky, we just, you know, here recently just started mowing again, um, which is such a horrible thing, right? No, just kidding. But <laughs> you've got landscape to work on. You've got to, you know, maybe repaint some areas of the house. There's like 8,000 things. And your husband or your wife is saying, look, That stuff's for fun, but you got to do this stuff because we got to get this stuff done. And so, something something gets in the way what they call life. And when you have problems, you're alive. To not have problems means you're dead. (laughs) So, we want those problems. But then, how do you come back from that hit, right? How do you come back from that pause, whatever it may be, is to accept the fact that that's where you are, period. If it's, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, along those lines, so many times we think of a comeback, and it's you made a great point, we think of a comeback as we got hurt, or we got in an accident, and we we're out for an extended period of time, but you're right, what if life gets in the way, and you know what, you're four or five weeks out from a big race, and you really don't get much done that week, well, what do we do, do we dwell on what we missed, or do we move forward into what we can do? Right. And that's kind of the, the challenge at that point in time. But again, that's still like a mini comeback. You got sure. to build that fitness back up. You have to recreate that habit at times. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak specifically to people that have been injured and, and are on the quote unquote comeback or, you know, or in an accident or something. And what I hear often, I've heard a lot here recently, um, is a very strong um, opinion of their selves based on the old person, right? Their opinion of themselves currently is based on who they used to be. Craig, five years ago, one year ago, Craig, are you who you were one year ago, mentally, physically, emotionally? If you are, you're fucking up. It's that simple, period. And I didn't let you answer that because I know what your answer is going to be, right? No, we all grow, we all develop, whether we want to or not. And same thing with within the sport. The biggest thing that I see with athletes that end up with some type of in- injury and take time off, um, when, they, when they are beginning again and they're going again, one, they want to try to do what they used to be able to do immediately. And when they can't do it, they either A, get hurt again, or B, they, they go into a bad spot mentally because guess what? You're not able to do what you used to be able to do, and that's perfectly okay. Do what you can do now with your new situation, and then you move forward. And then the other part that I noticed is when we are physically healed from an injury, the hardest part of coming back from an injury or an accident is the psychological. Physically, we are designed to overcome things, right? We're designed, we are made to work through things, to grow, to to heal, to mend, whatever. The thing we really have to work on is mentally, right? So you'll be out on a run. And let's say the run's going great, and all of a sudden, you kind of have this phantom pain, is what we'll call it. Like, you immediately have a fear of feeling the same pain you felt before, and so, therefore, in your head, at times, you create that pain.
0: What you seek, you create. Yeah. What, Correct. What, what you think about now, and create.
1: Sometimes, if you come back too soon, that pain may still legitimately be there. I'm not discrediting that. I'm talking about when you are two, three, four, five, six, seven months down the road from that injury or that traumatic event. And you feel something. I went through that myself. Oh man, is that my knee? Because you know, just three months ago I couldn't run because of my knee. I, I swear I just felt that pain. Well, guess what? That's a negative rabbit hole that you're slowly going down into. It's gonna change the way you think, gonna change the way you run, gonna change the way you move. And so that's that's my point number one with this. Craig, any thoughts on that?
0: No, keep going. Keep preaching, brother. Preach.
1: Preach. No, and, and I'm I am extremely passionate about this because you know what? It pisses me off to see people that work their asses off to get from where they were to where they are and not appreciate where they are, period. It's so freaking frustrating, whether it's overcoming a bad race, whether it's overcoming time off, whether it's overcoming getting ran over by a freaking car, right? They don't appreciate where they were. And to me, that, I I just want to start punching people in the face. Like that's, it's wasteful. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your mental energy. You're wasting my time. You're wasting those that care about you's time. Now I'm getting fired up. Can you tell this? Mm. I need more coffee. Pissy. Um, but the thing is, is, is you don't call it a comeback because it's not. It's a new beginning. And you go from that new beginning to your new end, and then you find another new beginning. And you go to that new end. And you keep working through that process. It's, it's the life rebuilding process. And so I think when you call it a comeback, you position yourself in the negative already, behind the eight ball, if you will, for those that are aware of that that statement, right? You kind of put yourself in a bad situation, and you just keep anticipating the next bad opportunity to come around so that you can focus
0: on it. Agreed. So- True? False? Yeah. No, no, no. It's true. It's very true. So I wrote a couple things down. One is identity with old self. So identity with old self is a pisser of a place to be. And the reason is, is and I'm going to go against maybe even a lot of people that do this. And, um, Jeremy might be one of those, but I just think about these things a little differently. So you raced Ironman Texas five years ago and four years ago, you did it again, but you did it and you, and your time was different. And so instead of running a 12, let's say a 1230, you ran 1315. Well, I'm mean, a horrible accident. Numerically, that sounds horrible, but the truth is that those days you are really not com- those days. The two days are not comparable. The, days, <laughs> those days, the the, the the two days are not comparable because elements are completely different. It's it's not a duplicated race, and so it's even just difficult for people. I, I say mentally to compare your event yesterday or Galveston with last year's Galveston because shit's just different. Sometimes it's weather. Sometimes it's endurance. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's other athletes. Sometimes it's you know how many times you get hit in the water. Uh, sometimes it's tire flats. Sometimes it's whatever. And so, first and foremost, is the past doesn't matter anymore. It, it just doesn't matter. And so, whether you are injured and dealing with this, so let's just, let's talk about those people right now who are injured. What are you doing to do to to become better? what are you learning? Where are you growing? Because every moment that you're sitting in a chair because you're injured is a moment that you could be reading about a new, you know, uh, a new a way to, you know, improve your swim. It's having conversations with people that are where you want to be so that you can become that which you want to be. It's where can you become resourceful in these moments of just sitting, right? So if, if you can't act, if you can't practice, if you can't train, you can still train your mind. This is a great time to be psychologically strong. In fact, oh, this would be critical to be, be to become psychologically strong and to either hire a mental coach or work with the sports like whatever you choose to do. But here's another thing. There is no such thing as status quo. It doesn't exist. The world is spinning, whether you want it to or not, you do want it to otherwise we will fly off and we will all die. But
1: there's a need there's a need for spinning.
0: There yeah. is a need for spinning, you know. And so you either progress or you regress. Sitting still is regression.
1: going backwards. It's always yes. going
0: backwards because everyone around you and everything around you is constantly growing and developing. It's advancing. everyone. So no such a thing as status quo. It doesn't exist. So while you might be, and let's just be honest, if you are not training, you are regressing in your fitness. That is just the way it is. If you do and, not, it is
1: necessary. It at is time. necessary.
0: Well, the part of that that we don't, we really haven't spoke of, is it's important to get healthy because right. you cannot be in your peak performance. You know, that's the one thing that runners and and even triathletes don't want to do. They don't want to stop. They think they're going to lose something. The truth is, is that a lot of that muscle memory and stuff develops really, really fast. Once you've already had it once, it's a little bit easier to get the second time around, right. uh, and it's quicker than you think. But It's, so it's, it's, it's taking the fact that, Hey, yes, this is something that I am unable to do at the moment because I need to get healthy, but I also need to do this and that, you know, maybe it's review your, you know, run. If you, if you have videos of your run and to look at your gait and to watch where your arm, you know, where your legs are when, when you pull your legs up behind you, are they straight? Are they crooked? You know, what else can I do here to learn about the sport you know, where can I learn about nutrition? Where can I learn about whatever else it is? And find ways to, consti- to stay constantly engaged because the truth is, is while you might be regressing, you know, the one thing is stagnance kills us, right? If I sit on the couch and I don't do anything, it becomes easier because that becomes, that it's habitual. So sitting on the couch tomorrow and doing nothing is is the same. You know, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Instead, it's, Finding some way to learn something about the sport that keeps you engaged, so that you're excited, so that you're yes. energized, and so that you're ready. Because that six or twelve weeks that you need is a critical, is absolutely critical. In fact, you will become an, uh, an overachiever to the person who is upset because they wanted to, you know, cut their 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 um, whether it was a six or eight week. Uh, delay, the yeah, they cut that recovery down to maybe. Well, we're just going to do it in four or six weeks. I'm just going to disregard what the doctor says. You're going to actually overperform that or outperform that individual because they didn't allow their body to recover. You know, and Correct. think about it: uh, not recovering and not allowing yourself uh, the ability to repair would be like never sleeping.
1: Craig, let me ask you this: that's very that last point was was very valid. Um, if I say. Acronym FOMO. Are you familiar with
0: that? Oh no,
1: F O M O. Right? It's no. what the hipsters are saying nowadays. It's the fear of missing out.
0: Oh, okay. Fear. of missing. Okay,
1: and that's uh, that's kind of the that's the the uh, I would say millennials, but uh, I'm technically a millennial, so it's not. But uh, it's the fear of missing out. This is one of the biggest struggles i see with people coming back from injury or coming back from an accident it is being afraid that someone's doing something that you want to do without you right you're afraid and you're and this is all this is 100% fear driven whether consciously or subconsciously i believe and, and i'd love to hear your take on it but it's being afraid that someone's doing something you're not able to do and thus a advancing or b you're missing out on something you're not a part of a of a, a memory or something now I've worked with a couple of athletes. Uh, One of them had a a traumatic uh, accident and another one didn't take the time they needed to fully recover after an Ironman. And that athlete is, uh, the second athlete is still currently dealing with an injury because they did not take the time out. Why? Because they were afraid of missing out on group runs with their friends. Hmm. Fear of missing out has cost them at least 12 weeks of quality training and is going to cost them some early season races. Um, it's a tough, tough lesson to learn. And the thing is, is that, um, to me, and I, like I said, I want to hear your rebuttal and I, I, if it's different, I totally hope it is and appreciate it. But to me, that is 100% fear driven. Obviously, you know, fear of missing out, it has to be fear driven, but it's, it's fear driven to the point to where, and like we've said before, I think fear has a place in life. It's an emotion, but it, it doesn't have the right to control you. And the fear of missing out when it starts to control you is when it's bad. When you start to make decisions that are not rational or should not be made because you're afraid of missing out, that's when it's an issue. So for for athletes that are coming back from some type of injury or working through some type of of rebuilding process, if you will, being afraid of missing something costs them more training and recovery time. Just like you were saying a minute ago uh, as far as someone coming back too early. So what, are your, what are your thoughts on the fear of missing out? Because I know fear is one of your favorite topics. Well, and anxiety. Anxiety is right there. I different. love that. I love anxiety.
0: I had never heard of FOMO. I, I yeah. literally I feel like I've been under a damn rock. What is. Um, so I'm sitting here processing and I'm going, what the hell is this? Well, and, and so, so, it's
1: okay because Derek had never heard of it either. And Derek is like 22 years old or some crap. Well, so I
0: don't, you know, I think. Um, hmm. Well, you know, one of the things that I kind of think about that it just kind of came to mind was, is this more of an identity issue? You know, is Uh, it, is it. it, is it not so much the fear of missing out? That's the, that is the, um, the somatic, let's call it a, you know, that's the response. That's the result is that's, you know, we oftentimes identify with something as being, you know, I have a headache. Well, you, the headache may be a pinched nerve. You know the headache is right. what we try to. You know it's a cause and effect, right? So we we deal with this. This is especially in an anxiety. You know we if you get if you have anxiety, you go to the doctor. You say, Hey, I got sweaty palms, I got racing heart rate, um, I, I'm nervous, I can't sleep, I can't think. Oh, it sounds like you might have anxiety. Let me give you this pill. Well, the pill helps with the effect, so you don't feel all the somatic responses. It basically numbs you, but yet the anxiety is still boiling in your head, waiting for the fact, waiting for that moment that you quit taking the meds, and all of a sudden shit hits the fan all over again. Boom gets you. So, it's understanding that I. I wonder if the fear of missing out is the fact that I identify with the group and the, uh, it's belongingness. It's you know it's connectedness. And if I I've identified as being a group member with this group run, and if I drop out, I might become a loner. I might, um, and you know this goes back in the old days when. If you were pushed out of a group, you know, tribe mentality. Yeah, yeah, you're dead. You, you, you literally die off if you do not have the group. So, you know, if you do something to to piss off the tribe, they kick you out. I mean, you're you're dead. You're dead. And so, uh, there's still a lot of that mentality in in today's life. We don't. uh, I I think it's misplaced. I mean, it's kind of like you know, anxiety is important. I mean, if you're in the woods and a bear looks you in the face dude you better get anxious and you better have an elevated everything because what, for that
1: if, let me ask you this greg what if you're gonna sit down in the toilet and you see a snake in it should you be anxious because that's my biggest fear in life is that is that okay to be anxious then
0: that's a really awkward fear <laughs> you think like somebody's gonna bite your nuts or
1: <laughs> dude, i think all the time before i sit down in the toilet i think i look for a snake i swear to god i will find the youtube video it happens.
0: do you, you want to know the funny thing yes the only reason I say that is because of <laughs> that same thought.
1: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> um, it scares
1: the shit no. out of me. No, you know,
0: majority of our fears, our uh, our fears are out of protection, but protection lacks in progress and action. And so uh, the reality of it is it's it's recognizing that the that the response, you know, we get into the amygdala and things of that nature that drive uh, in fact, you know, there's even site, there's even a lot of research that shows that the brain can process fear, assumed fear before the brain recognizes what's fear. It, it like, and they've, they've shown this, if they can take in pictures and they make somebody check when they realize, um, that there's a snake versus a flower in front of them and what happens is they recognize that their heart rate changes, everything Psycholo- uh, physiologically Reaction. reacts and they haven't hit the button yet. And it's like, right. you know, whether it's four milliseconds or, you know, whatever it may be, that's the difference. But there is Process. a gap. Yeah. The the eyes have processed through but have not told the brain what it's literally saw. So it's processed right. through the amygdala. It's really kind of crazy, but it, it's really neat. But it's also overprotective. You know, the brain is overprotective. And so oh, a sure. lot of those things don't sure. aren't really. Um, you know, it, when we talk about fear, you know, the big thing we talk about fear is uh, what I feel anyway is a lack of education, It's a lack of knowledge. For example, you fear snakes being in in, in the toilet, and the reality of it is, is, most of those snakes did not get there by strolling their ass through the sewage.
1: I've seen I've seen it on on no, oh, it, it
0: did, duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just real. I saw it. It's yeah. Real,
1: I saw it on Facebook.
0: The reality of it is, is you know, it's like people that are fear that fear flying. They fear flying because they're uneducated about the safety of flying. Yes, you know, you can't pull over in a plane into the emergency lane if there is an issue. It's not going to be I got good.
1: My on. <laughs> Let me get out of here.
0: But the reality of it is, is you are more likely to be hurt or die in a car crash than By you sleep. are in. A, Yes. than you are by in an airplane. And so when I coach people through fear, it's more about education. It's about pushing them out of their limits and um, learning. And so right. when you learn that one, you know, if you if you sit on the toilet 20 times a day and out oh, of your life, I, I hope doctor. you don't ever do that. But let's say you sit on the toilet, you know, um, twice a day. Let's just say once a day. So we take your years times 365 and we get a number. And that's the number of times you've sat on a toilet that you've never seen a snake. You're probably
1: actually more likely to see a snake when doing that if doing it in the woods, which we've all done a few (laughs) times, than you are in a toilet. That's a great point. Uh, My fear is is cured.
0: See, (laughs) good, done. Uh, I'll send you a bill tomorrow. Send you the bill. So that's my thought anyway, and and again, that's not any – I don't have any evidence to say that it's identity-based, but I I, I could absolutely see that someone feels like they're going to lose becoming part of the – or staying in with a tribe uh, than it is really more so than the moment of what they're doing.
1: And that digs into so many deeper, deeper issues did, that we're not going to get into this time. Sure. But it's that, how do you find that identity, right? I actually wrote it down. We're going to do a podcast on that, Craig. You didn't okay. know that, but we're going to oh, do identity yeah.
0: crisis. Okay. Um, That's a big one. But,
1: and the um, the like I said, I think the number one thing I have found with people that are on their quote-unquote comeback trail is fear of missing out. Now, so um, and, two situations. Yeah, Two athletes get... And I will not mention names, but two athletes get hit by a car uh, around about the same time within a few weeks of each other, Um, believe it or not, which is a very scary thing. Um, One of them just completed their first race last weekend, did absolutely incredibly well. Uh, I don't think that they truly value how well that they did because it's not what they used to do, right? Right. The other athlete is attempting their first race here in a few weeks, and it's going to be a pretty big deal on social media, I would assume. Um, and that athlete went right, once they got out of the back race, Everything went right back into the process, the day-to-day process. They fell back in love with the process. There was no fear of missing out. There was no anxiety. There was no, I'm not good enough. Matter of fact, this athlete is going to be coming to a race, probably more unprepared than they've ever been for a race, but they're doing it to be racing, Right. So to me, that's fearless, right? They're not, they're not coming back to this race to prove anything. They're coming back to, they may be coming back to this race to prove to themselves that they still love what they do, but they're not coming back for the approval of others. So I think uh, along with the, the fear of missing out, I think at times, and it kind of goes with your, your tribe discussion a minute ago, is we want the approval of others that we still belong, right? We want the approval of others that, wow, you can still run with group X, Y, and Z. After all these, after this injury, after all this time off, you're still the person you used to be, and that is acceptance. And mm-hmm. that's probably one of the hardest things for an endurance athlete to have is a true acceptance of themselves, and and their abilities, and where they are. Where like they we're are talking earlier, in this moment, accepting that. And so, to me, I think that you know, we tend to <laughs> not think of that song every time I hear that stupid chair. <laughs> um, we tend to. Uh, We tend to call it a comeback because I think we want to have a reason for not meeting an expectation that we project others have of us. So if we say it's a comeback – oh, he's writing a note. I just made a good point or I made a really bad point. If If we say it's a comeback, that's almost like a precursor of saying, hey, if I don't do well, it's because I'm still coming back. But if I do well, you're going to be like, holy shit, you're coming back, and it's awesome. You did better than we thought you would. That's what we're – I think that's what we're anticipating. And our our projection of others' thoughts of us, let's just be honest. Other people don't give a shit about us.
0: They Not don't want you to us. succeed.
1: We, we put forth so much effort to try to figure out and try to assume what other people think about us when at the end of the day, they don't really give a shit about us. Right. Agreed. But when we call it a comeback, that gives us – uh, almost a, a box and it's almost like a fallback mechanism if I don't do well it's because of this. if I do well, I deserve more praise because of this that's my thoughts just randomly throwing that out there
0: come back you made
1: notes later yeah.
0: so a couple things come back the reason people hate this period of time is based on the fact partially because of the tribe, the other thing is because of there's a, there's a loss. No one likes a loss, period. Sure. Uh, sure. Even a bad relationship sucks. I want out of it, but the loss of the relationship still hurts, even if I hate that person more than life itself. I hate right. them, and so it's recognizing that a, it, is a loss in a perspective, but truly. Here's the, here's the real truth to this, which I think is kind of interesting. You got two individuals. You have both of them that were hurt, okay? Right. Let's say the exact same people, let's just call them duplicates. They're exact same people with the exact same injury. One takes the six weeks necessary to recover, the other doesn't. Six weeks later, so let's go 12 weeks now from injury, who's outperforming who?
1: Definitely the one that took the time.
0: No question. So if you want to choose to, keep training, do it, but it's going to cost you ultimately. It's still going to, it's going to hurt you. And it's,
1: it's a short, it's a short term gain for a long for a term. Long time
0: That's correct. And so the other thing is, is that people, lo- which I, I find so interesting is people lose. And this is where people, there's a, there's a great amount of, uh, of growth and development to be gained in only loving the process, nothing else. Because nothing else matters. Because everything else is a byproduct of process. Your day-in, day-out grind is the only thing that matters. Your 100% rule, giving you 100% today, whatever that may feel like, is all that you can give for today, even if the 100% isn't, isn't really equitable to yesterday's 100% or tomorrow's 100%. It's giving all that you have today to train, whether it's 100% sleep, 100%, whatever, run fast, whatever it may be. But the only way to get further in life than you are is at a elevated or increased rate is to fall so much in love with what you do every day that time just doesn't make a difference. And ultimately what happens is your performance, there's there's three goals, right? There's process, performance, and outcomes. Process work is where everything lives. Because of that growth and development within process work, your performance improves and your ability to achieve outcomes of completing You know, events, maybe podiums or, you know, becoming uh, an Olympic star, whatever it may be. But the best thing you can do is to get really, really, really good at your process work and then continue to get better at it. And the other thing you can do is recognize that you're human, you're not bionic, and so you need rest and recovery. And because of the rest and recovery, you're going to continue to improve and you're going to continue and improve. And then loving where you are, as you said earlier, acceptance of where you are. You can't, if you want to remind yourself of six years ago when, you know, you ran five minute miles, well, good for you. But if you can't, you know, if that's not where you're at today, that's irrelevant. You know, what you put in the barn 15 years ago doesn't matter today. Right. Now, it might matter if you're building upon process work day in and day out, right? So, as you continue to improve that. But, you know, you took 10 years off, and all of a sudden you expect to be, again, as we kind of talked about it before, you expect to be that high school star. Well, you know, it, it, that's not where you are today. You know, at, at, right. at 30, you don't have the same body. You don't have the same muscle structure. You don't have the same anything
1: not the, the same thought process everything's different
0: health. everything's different no, no day is the same period it might feel the same you might create habits that are mimicking yesterday but they're not the same nothing is the same no moment is the same
1: solid make that
0: quote but that's so, that you know that's when i say when i hear acceptance of you know calling it a comeback what i say is it's just a recognition of your present state, finding where you want to uh, build upon your strengths. And of course, in this, in this event, it's you're learning to love even more the things that you don't do well. Is Perfect. by allowing yourself to recognize the improvements that you have made. And yes, you may not be where you want to be, and that's great because that's what's going to drive you and excel you. That's what you need. You need to have that desire to want more. But to build an expectation on yourself, that you must do something must or are they're, they're destructive when it comes to outcomes because there's so many variables that you can't control. Does that make sense? So true, so true. So true. That's just kind of that, my thought.
1: So, so uh, today we know that Craig learned what FOMO is. I expect ah, to that more often. Wow. Um, and hopefully educate a few listeners on that, and maybe they can associate it with themselves. People are
0: probably like, he's under, he's been living under a
1: box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy must live in kentucky must be mowing his grass I don't, now I don't so know. Uh, closing thoughts closing remarks
0: uh every day is a new day and it doesn't matter what injury doesn't matter what you dealt with yesterday how you handle yourself in this moment is what's going to predict your your potential not the not the mean, you know, uh, here here's the truth if you have legs,
1: Preach. Preach uh, no. If you have food. legs,
0: here I am at Ironman Louisville, and I see them pull out an individual that doesn't have any legs from the swim. They have no legs. Say that again. They. I'm literally. I'm, I'm sitting at Joe's Crab Shack, I believe, or whatever, whatever it was. Looking at them coming out of hey, the hey, swim. They did not
1: sponsor this podcast. You cannot
0: mention. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep them out. But you're you're sitting at this this place and you're looking down and you're watching people get out of the water. And all of a sudden you see this person come up and they they pull up a wheelchair and this this, this lady doesn't have any legs and she just swam the full. And I'm like, yep. you know what? You know, you may have sat for six weeks. You may have sat for eight weeks and, you know, recovered from that, that. You know, tendon in your leg or you know that achilles whatever it may be that's that's driving you crazy but you got feet you got legs let's be appreciative a little bit here because they you? literally swam that with no legs i was very fortunate a few weeks ago to get
1: to work with one of our our visually impaired athletes Ashley actually oh she's awesome and this just just be be straight up and blunt with it she can't see a damn thing yeah uh and it changed the way i have to coach because of my communication skill set, which is always fun, but I can tell you right now, that girl does. She, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucks that she doesn't give. Yeah, she, she does, does do. what she has to do. She will never make an excuse. And any time I think, man, the day is tough. I kid you not. Here recently, I if I if I have a thought like that come in my head, whether it's in my training, in my rate, in my um, uh, business life or home life, I'll close my eyes and I'll try to see how long I can keep them closed before curiosity gets the best of me and I must open them. Because it makes me appreciate the fact that I have that ability. Mm-hmm. It sounds stupid, but it's something that she taught me that I don't think she realized it, that she mm-hmm. taught me. And and it's again, it's appreciation. And just like you were saying, um, it, don't don't be afraid of missing out on something. Use it as an opportunity to get stronger. So when you come back, or when you not come back, but when you get back mm-hmm. to wherever it is that you want to be, when you get back there, you are more prepared than when you left. I think that's the ultimate goal of that downtime because. You do have to keep your mind active. You do have to keep your body engaged somehow and your mind engaged. Yep. That's I think what well, you should
0: do. And the last thing real quick is visualization because you know, we know that from research that oh. visualization utilizes the same parts of the brain that function to create action. It uses it at a lower level so it doesn't actually create the action, but it still energizes the brain. And so visualizing your training would even be good. Not only that, but this is the I'm telling you, good God, you want you want the the key It's not even a secret, but the key element to your extended success is in between your ears. This is the time to focus on the mental aspect and to learn and to hire a coach or to just start, you know, researching and learning things that you can learn to help you understand yourself with knowledge. Absolutely. Knowledge is power. Not all knowledge, because, you know, blogs can. And, and but random snake and toilet posts are not good to view either. Before you, yeah, swim. yeah, no, no, it's not good. Or yeah. Before you poop, yeah, or yeah, right. So anyway, that's a good wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's, you know, of course you can't see, him, but Jeremy's probably looking. He's like, I'm
1: like, damn, it's gotta be.
0: A, I'm not taking it up in my kitchen, taking a so pee, so <laughs> taking a pee. So I put awesome, this filter dude. on my toilet, make sure no snakes come through.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Put a screen on there. Anyway, so uh, that's a great way to end this podcast. So do not call it a comeback. It is not a comeback
0: it's not it's definitely not it's, so
1: it's not a comeback everything's about perspective get your get your shit right
0: yep if you want so, to get a hold of us performance on demand podcast at gmail.com if you want to find some more information about jeremy go over to mindwritingdurts.com. also you can find me over at craigwiller.com we'd love to hear from you if you want
1: Greg to Craig at,
0: Greg at um if you have uh, for example you know we've got another one in the, in the queue for um, a athlete has requested us to have a certain uh, topic. And then of course we create some topics within our own podcast, but if you have something you want us to talk about, please Please send send us a message. If you like what you are hearing, we really, really, really appreciate feedback and how you can give us feedback is going out to iTunes and rating our show. Tell us what you love Tell us what you want to hear and give us a rating. We want you to be honest. We, we would love for you to have five, you know, get us a five star review. But if you don't feel so, by all means, don't give us what you feel, so that we can continue to gauge how we are coming across and if this is great content for you. That's all I got to say. I'm done. That's
1: it. Word. We See are ya. about this piece. Deuces. Later.